Welcome to the Center for International and Regional Studies at Georgetown University in Qatar. These podcasts are part of a research initiative titled Building a Legacy, Qatar FIFA World Cup 2022. Welcome, everybody. My name is Professor Daniel Reiche, and today we are talking to Alexandra Schellet, Director of Community Engagement at Qatar Foundation and a legacy strategist about Qatar Foundation's World Cup program. Thank you for joining us today, Lex. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted to be here. Lex, you focused in your entire professional career on using sports as a catalyst for social change. Before we talk about all the great work Qatar Foundation is doing now prior to the World Cup, could you share with us why do you believe that sport is a powerful tool for social change? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I think that a lot of people believe, you know, in the inherent kind of abilities of sport, you know, that it brings joy, um, it, it brings laughter, it brings togetherness, it teaches teamwork. Um, and those are kind of the simple elements of sport that people think of. It also obviously helps with health and well-being, we know that. But throughout my career, I've really focused on using sport in an intentional way and a purposeful way. And what I mean from that is that essentially if we use sport um, in a programmatic or curriculum setting um, where there is amazing community leaders that are part of it and there is a formalized curriculum and a um, clear set of outcomes um, that we can really unlock a much deeper power of sport to address some of the world's most crucial issues um, whether that be around inclusion or unemployment or crucial health issues or equality or social justice. And that's really where I've spent most of my time. Um, so if we look at some amazing programs, uh, whether they be in a favela in Brazil or a township in South Africa or um, a city in India, um, what I really believe in is that if we're using sport as a tool to engage a young person um, and then use the actual components of sport, whether it be kicking a goal or passing it to a teammate, um, we can kind of unlock elements around um, how you involve somebody, how you communicate to someone um, and that type of thing. I also really believe that the infrastructure and the in industry of sport, um, the, the commercial, components of sport, whether it be the, the sponsors or the media, um, really bring a unique component to raising awareness, um, advocacy, um, various kind of elements like that, that really shine a spotlight on crucial issues, um, whether that be via celebrities that are sports people um, or teams and leagues that, that hold a tremendous amount of power. Mm -hmm. So, Let's specifically talk on Qatar Foundation's work. Um, so a lot of work is done. Could you share with us what are the focus areas of Qatar Foundation's World Cup program? Sure. So the World Cup program for Qatar Foundation is really about integrating and involving the over 65 entities that Qatar Foundation has, right? Whether it be the universities um, that sit sit within Qatar Foundation, or it be 
elements such as WISH and WISE, that's it within the policy hub of Qatar Foundation. It's really about how are all of the different entities of Qatar Foundation maximizing this unbelievable once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that the World Cup is coming to Qatar and the first ever Arab World Cup is happening in this region. So what we've really been tasked to do as a World Cup project team um, across all of Qatar Foundation, across community development, research, education, is look at the opportunities and look at the assets and look at the skill sets that we have within Qatar Foundation across the, the various different themes and see how we can use the World Cup to further our objectives around what Qatar Foundation really values across sustainability, innovation, progressive education, inclusion, health and well-being, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, just to give you an example, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I also wanted to ask for examples, Lex. I mean, there, there are a number of projects, but could you, could you give us a couple of examples for impactful QF projects or your favorite projects since we can't talk about all of them? Yeah, of course. So as an example, something that, that Qatar Foundation is, is really cherishes and, and is focusing on is around being a custodian for Qatari culture and heritage. Um, so what are the, so we looked at what the opportunities are around the World Cup to enhance this and to, and to really bring to life what Qatar Foundation can do in this space. So one of the projects that we're working on is called Goals. And what it does is it's identified 75 storytellers from across Qatar, but also within Qatar Foundation from all different walks of life um, students, teachers, volunteers, staff, um, you name it, they, they, they're part of this program. Um, and what we're tasking them to do over the next, uh, well now eight months, but it was launched in December, so basically across the year, was to tell the story of how the World Cup has impacted their lives and the country mm -hmm. of Qatar. Um, so what does that look like from their perspective? We, we know that there's a lot of different um, stories out there um, across the media. And a lot of it isn't told from the perspective of someone living here in Qatar. Um, and so the, the question of this project is, is really what has been the impact on someone that is here, um, whether that be positive or negative, but it's really about, ab about that and about the impact. And through that process, um, there's, there's an incredible opportunity for these storytellers of all different walks of life to, to really share their own identity and their own narrative. Um, so whether that story be through photography or video or the written word, um, they're also developing their own narrative um, and sharing what it, what it means to be in Qatar at this time. Um, and that is obviously different for everyone, but what brings mm -hmm. them all together is that they're here at this time for this one moment um, and they're here in Qatar so it's, a, it's an incredible way to showcase the perspectives, um, to share kind of a, a sense of identity of people that live here from all different um, versions, whether you be an expat, whether you be a local resident, et cetera. So I love that project that's because a, it really kind of brings to life. Yeah, that's a fascinating uh, um, a project. Uh, and could you give us maybe one more example for a, a Q, impactful QF project? Yeah, sure. So another really exciting one is um, that we are supporting the Supreme Committee on making this the most inclusive World Cup ever. 
Um, and what that looks like is because inclusion is such a crucial um, part of Qatar Foundation. Um, what that looks like is that we are advising and supporting the Supreme Committee on um, sensory havens, both within the fan zones during the World Cup, as well as in the stadiums, so that young people specifically, but people of all ages, but we are focusing on young people um, who are fans and who want to experience the World Cup, but have potential special or alternative needs, um, can come and enjoy the experience in an appropriate setting. Um, so that's another mm -hmm. kind of crucial thing we're working on. We're also supporting yeah. the Supreme Committee on ensuring that um, every single journey to the to stadiums, um, particularly ours, we have a World Cup stadium um, in Education City, um, is, is um, accessible. Um, and what does that look like? So not just from an operational perspective and making sure that there are ramps and, and um and, and access to the stadium, but also accessible in terms of um, education and, and fun things for everyone. And that's really where the inclusive piece comes in as well. That's great. Um, I would like to ask you, um, you have worked in the US and Europe and, and now here, do you believe that sport has the same potential to change societies in different cultures and countries? Uh, do projects in Qatar require different strategies than, for example, in the United States? And to what extent do you have to move away here from westernized perspectives and strategies? Oh, absolutely. And every, every country, every community is different. Um, and every, every community uses sport in different ways. Um, and I think one of the, the biggest challenges um, That, that we faced is that we, we are being um, handed sort of westernized views and perspectives on, on what we should be doing here um, as it pertains to how to utilize the World Cup and how to utilize sport for social change. And, and everyone around the world and every community around the world has their own challenges and their own realities. And, and I think, again, going back to the program I was sharing with you called Goals, This is really about what, what we want to be as a nation, what our challenges are, and how, how the tournament can, can help address those challenges. Um, one of the kind of crucial things that we're looking at is, is building um, and, and kind of encouraging more women and girls into sports in Qatar. Um, this is obviously a worldwide issue. Um, You know, if you look at even the UK or the US, there, there are challenges around um, equality of men and women participating in sport. Um, but the challenges here are different and the cultural realities here are different and what we want to achieve are different. So what we're trying to do here is look at those um, realities and look at those specific um, goals that we want to achieve here from a women and girls sports perspective and develop a strategy that fits that. Um, so at Education City, for instance, um, we have something that we call ladies only nights um, in Oxygen Park. Um, and those are really designed so that um, women and girls of all ages can, can go to the park and feel free to exercise, participate in physical activity, participate in football um, with the privacy that, that they want. Um, and they can go on runs and, and feel very comfortable in that space. Um, and that in itself is, is something that, that Education City um, is trying to expand beyond just Auction Park 
Um, we have ladies only times for pools, uh, ladies only times in, the, in our gyms and recreation centers, um, because we, we know that um, a lot of the times there's just a privacy component um, and that will enable um, a woman to, to come in and, and participate in sport where she might not have otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really around just being um, aware of the community that we're in and, um, and the realities of that situation. And that's different in every single part of the world. Um, and it's really about listening to what our community wants um, and what they need to be successful, whether it be in sport or otherwise, and providing that to them. And that's really what we pride ourselves in doing in Education City. And my next question I would like to ask you, who are the actors in QF's partner working in Qatar on using sport for social change? And I'm asking this because I've published myself papers on corporate social responsibilities in major professional sports leagues. And usually if we look at NFL, Bundesliga, et cetera, those clubs have um, uh, corporate social responsibility units. Uh, but that's not the case in Qatar. The clubs do not have uh, CSR units. So. Um, could you tell us a bit more about your partners and with whom you are working on using sport for social change? Sure, yeah, we, we work on a partnership model across the board. Um, we specifically work with Generation Amazing, which is the social legacy entity of the World Cup um, across many projects, whether that be our Ability Friendly program, which uses sport to include young people with alternative needs. Um, as well as the women and girls program that we, that we run during ladies night. Um, so Generation Amazing has been an incredible partner, um, but we, we work with partners depending on, on the social issue or depending on the project that, that we're trying to achieve. For goals, for instance, we work with um, a renowned charity called Goal Click and another renowned charity called The Sports Creative. Goal Click is known around the world and has worked across many major sporting events um, to help people within that community tell their story through photography and football. So they're an expert in that space. Um, the Sports Creative um, is working with us on developing a curriculum for, for our community specifically. And the reason why we engage them is that they specifically develop curriculum that is community-led and community-owned and gives young people a voice. Um, so those are some examples of, of partners we work with. Um, we also are, are very much engaged in, in um, developing a legacy strategy for our Education City Stadium. And that will be um, very much partner-led. We want experts from all over the world um, that, that use sport as a tool for social change to come and use the, the stadium. Um, and so we've had lots of different conversations with with very well-renowned commercial partners um, around using the space um, to achieve their own trainings and their own curriculum. Probably the most um, well-known potential partner that we are working with is FIFA Foundation. Um, so we're working with FIFA Foundation currently on their Football for Schools app, which is an app that can be used by community leaders or teachers alike or coaches um, that utilize football to address different issues that young people might be facing, whether that be bullying or inequality or exclusion. Um, and we're working with them to develop content from a sustainability and an inclusion lens. Um, and we hope to continue that partnership um, for many years to come 
through through our stadium legacy program. Um, so those yeah, are some could examples. you could you elaborate a bit on the education city stadium? I mean, both Qatar Foundation, but also we Georgetown University Qatar are based in education city, and so we are very much interested what's going to happen with the stadium uh, after the event. Plus, previous World Cups um, were often characterized by leaving white elephants, so by by stadiums <laughs> uh, after the World Cup has ended with with no use. So Qatar wants to to set an example for being different. So what's specifically happening with our Education City Stadium uh, after December 18, after the final of the World Cup has been played? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That that's a constant issue um, across the board and mega sporting events all over the world where we have these incredible stadiums that are built um, and they're then left to um, be used once or twice a year for a concert or for a major another major event but otherwise they really can't be used or and and they can't be filled um, so we we took on that ex, um, experience and and wanted to to make a difference with education city stadium um, it's an incredible asset to have on our campus um, and what we really wanted to do was uh, use it as, as a thought leader in this space of how are we using sports and the inherent um, fact that it is a stadium um, to make change and to, to address the different issues and values that Qatar Foundation is trying to achieve. So the stadium um, legacy program is really built around the idea that the stadium will become a hub for education and development and inclusion through sports. And what that means is that we are building and partnering with different organizations to create space um, for uh, educational sessions, uh, for innovation, for technology hubs, for inclusive sport, um, all using the power of the fact that it is a stadium. So the events that we want to hold in the stadium will be inclusive and will be engaging of different um, issues, whether that be something maybe like Special Olympics or um, the National Women's uh, football, football League that ideally will be created um, soon or, or brought back soon um, and these types of things, um, as well as trainings and using the fact that we have all these incredible universities um, on campus that have their own sports um, sessions and their own sports courses um, and blending that and, and having a sort of multiversity concept, but around sports courses and sports management um, and sports industry all within the stadium. Uh, so we're really kind of aiming for the stadium to be a vibrant hub and to extend the fact that we're trying to make Education City a hub of knowledge and a hub of education, make the stadium a hub of knowledge and education through sport and through football. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited <clears throat> about that. You, yeah, that sounds all great. Uh, before you joined a Qatar Foundation, one of your projects was an annual Young Leaders program with Michael Johnson. Uh, <laughs> is there any Qatari athlete, men or women, that could, from your point of view, inspire the Qatari and global youth as much as Michael Johnson did in the United States and beyond? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I, I would love to have Michael Michael um, come over here and, and, and uh, run his Young Leaders program here. I think that there is a, a unbelievable um, group of young people here that, that he could support. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think off the top of my head, um, Miriam Farid, I had the, the honor of meeting, who is a young um, Qatari uh, track and field uh, star. Um, she is so inspirational and, and whilst yes, on, on the track, she's been very successful at a young age. Um, she also cares about her community and cares about giving back. Um, and I've found that a lot with, with uh, the young athletes here in Qatar that, um, that they really are not just about themselves and, and furthering their own career, but they are about furthering um, Qatari sport um, and, and Qatar as a nation um, and making it, making it for the better. Um, we saw that, you know, during the Olympics um, in Tokyo just last year with Mutaz Barshim, who, um, you know, tied for the gold medal um, in, in the famous story with the Italian and, and chose to, to not do a tie break and chose to share the gold medal. Um, and, and just an incredible um, act of showmanship there. Um, so I think that there's an, an amazing kind of group of up and coming sports stars in Qatar that, that really show those values that the Michael Johnson Young Leaders Program did, which was, yes, we're good at sport um, and we're trying to cultivate that at a high performing level, but we're also about our community and we're also about giving back. We're also about mm -hmm. making the world a better place. Um, yeah, that so was I think, a great I think story. It certainly is. <laughs> it was a great story with Mutas Bashim at, uh, at Tokyo Olympics. So my very last question is, um, uh, Lex, what do you wish for the future? Are there any areas that have not yet been tackled in your project and should get more focus and attention? I don't think there's anything that hasn't gotten focus and attention. We, we built this, um, the World Cup program within Qatar Foundation um, with, with the entire community of QF. Um, my hope is that um, we, and, and I think this is the entire country's hope, is that we don't lose out on this opportunity, right? There's such a, there's so much pressure um, to make the most of this opportunity around the World Cup. Um, and I think for us, we, we really want it to um, shine a spotlight and help us leverage all of the assets that we have at QF um, to achieve our objectives, whether that be around culture and heritage and, and the preservation of Arabic language or um, creating a more healthy, um, healthy population or enabling the next generation um, in this country to, to understand their identity and, and their narrative. Um, so I, I think from my perspective, it's really about ensuring that we don't miss out on this opportunity. Um, and I guess the other part of this is I hope that we all make sure that we stop and enjoy it. You know, this will be my fifth World Cup um, that I've had the honor of being a part of. And it is an unbelievable experience and it is super fun and it is enjoyable. And the nation really does come together. And I sometimes I think that, you know, we are so concerned with the logistics and, and the, the readiness and the operations that we're not stopping and saying, this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> and I hope that we all um, have the opportunity to do that this year um, and just get to enjoy the fact that, that this tournament is coming and it's a once in a lifetime opportunity.
Yeah, I have to admit, I'm a bit jealous when you say that it's your fifth World Cup. It will be just my second one <laughs> after uh, I uh, attended several matches uh, in 2006 in my home country, Germany, and even my home city, Hanover, hosted <laughs> a number of matches. So, Lex, that was fantastic. Thank you very, very much. And uh, I wish you all the best uh, professionally and personally. And that I hope that we will all enjoy a fantastic World Cup together. Thank you very much. Me too. Thanks for having me.